You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well, daggum. I learned something today. I want to give a big shout out to everybody that's been keeping up on our social media platforms at Well Daggum Pod, at Twitter and Instagram. And if you just, excuse me, I just burped right on recording. I, I should cut that out. That was gross. But, uh, but if you look on Facebook, you can find us under Well Daggum Podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us or you want to just keep up with what uh, the ongoings in the podcast world of the Well Daggum world, um, you can follow us on those platforms and keep up with what we're doing. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can get in contact with me through those platforms. If you message me through e- either three of those, uh, you will get in contact with me. It is only me, and I'm a stay-at-home dad, so I have plenty of time to check those messages. So if you don't hear from me, I don't want you on the show. Uh, but chances are I want you on the show because it can be hard sometimes. Sad music cue. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, the Well Daggum Podcast is a show where we have people share stories from their lives, uh, whether it be meaningful or silly. Uh, but something that has impacted them in their life in a funny way or a meaningful way so that it can go out there in infamy in the interwebs to be shared with other people so that they can know a little more about you without you ever meeting them in person. Um, but I feel it's good for people to share stories that otherwise wouldn't be known, and uh, and that's why I've started this, to put those out there. So tonight on the show, we have a good friend of the show who's been on several times, so those of you are, that are uh, reoccurring listeners, you'll know who this is, but it's my good friend Matt. How you doing, Matt? I'm pretty good. How you doing? Wow, that was over-enthusiastic, I do have to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to try it again? <laughs> yeah, let's try that again. So, tonight on the show, we have my good friend Matt. How's it going, Matt? I'm doing great, Josh. How are you doing? That was a little bit better. Still a little monotone, but yeah, I, I get the point. You feel good. Uh <laughs> I get it. You're super excited. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good, Matt. Thanks for asking as well. Uh, but like I said, most of you know, Matt's been on the show several times and he shared several fun stories of um, driving for Lyft and Uber um, and just some of the ongoings of his life and the things that we've shared together in our lives. Uh, but it's been a while since he's been on because Matt's been pretty busy uh, working on his old foot. F- his uh, PhD, I guess it was FUD. FUD? I <laughs> yeah. yeah, I figured that's where you were going with that. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> but yeah, he's been working on his PhD uh, towards whatever field it is he's work- he went towards it at. But now we can refer to him as Dr. Barber. Yep. Hold the applause. <laughs> <laughs> you need sound effects on here. Uh, so how long did it take you for this, Matt? I know you've been doing it for quite a while. Oh, man. Now you're embarrassing me. Um, I think the entire program took six years. Yeah. Um, and then, so it was three years of coursework, and then the dissertation took me three years. Which with, with full-time work and full-time yeah, fathering. Yeah, that's, that's, and it's fairly typical for pe- anyone who's not doing it, um, like, anybody who's doing it part-time. 
Yeah. Um, it typically takes about three years. So. Yeah. Well, hey, man, there's no hating here. You've got more uh, accolades to your name than I've ever thought of having in mind. So I think all I've got is DADs. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't even have the associates or nothing like that. So, yeah, we're really proud of you, though, as, as friends of you. Um, wanna, I know you try to be humble about yourself, and you don't really want people to know that you've made it to that DR status uh, or that FUD status. I like FUD. <laughs> I like it, too. <laughs> I like it. Oh, Matt's got his FUD. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, Matt. I'm like, uh, that's Matt FUD, please. <laughs> that's Mr. FUD Barber, please. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to think of the proper way to put that together. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's why he's had an absence from the show. He's been pretty busy working on this, busting out the few past few months, uh, really having to dig down to uh to make sure it's passed through and stuff but uh he did it and it is accomplished yeah it's over and now he can remember what it's like to be a normal human being again yeah yeah it feels good i mean um i remember i used to have hobbies yeah back in the day yeah back in the day i used to do things used to raise chickens and like uh Mm -hmm. jujitsu master in training and all that good stuff and and it just went to FUD work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I just went to the basement. Fudding it up. <laughs> yeah, I was there for forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have missed y'all. I'll have to say, I'll speak for the podcast world and, and just myself here in the Teddy Bear Cave. We've missed you on the show, so we're glad that you've gotten over this milestone of life. Uh, and now you're a part of that FUD world. So, uh, FUD life. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to find the thing that sticks. I'm going to keep saying it till I find the thing that sticks. Um, but other than that, tonight we were going to kind of jump into things and, and talk about a, a few things that we've been dealing with between us, I guess. And through finishing this, uh, my buddy Matt here has become a part of the stay-at-home mom crew. Ooh, I, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I guess kinda. it's the stay-at-home dad crew, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably more appropriate, isn't it? But, but every time that somebody brings it up, they still refer to the mother. Uh, so so is mom, uh, mom glad that you're taking them? And I'm like, uh, actually, I take them everywhere because I'm... That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. Yeah, it's kind of my thing now. But but how how have you enjoyed being a part of that crew now that you're finished with your FUD and working on your DAD a little harder. Uh, how does it feel? Uh, I've, been, I've been enjoying it. Um, so it went from, so obviously for the last three years, um, like uh, my wife Chas has done most of the, the, the rearing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Don't let him near uh, your kids. He wants to rear your child. <laughs> um, but like, just because I, I finished, well, I actually finished the, the dissertation stuff on like uh, November 11th. And then, like right after that, um, Chas started working like uh, like like two part time jobs, like to, like seasonal jobs, like, yeah. You know, just up until Christmas. Yeah, to make some um, some extra dough for the Christmas time rush. Yeah, so like uh, with her doing that, like I've been kind of taking care of things here at the house. Yeah, and so it's been it's been like a really uh, you know fun transition from yeah. staring at a computer screen all the time to. You know, taking care of things at the house. Which, so, which but, uh, for you, which for you, it's probably a little bit uh, gentler of a process because your your boys are are in their preteen area of life. Yeah, so yeah, we should probably put that out there. It's not like I'm changing diapers. Yeah, you're or, not wiping butts uh, and cleaning up puke and stuff like this old. No, man. I mean, 
if I was to like fall asleep, like they would feed themselves. Yeah. They're like. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have to worry so much that they would burn the house down. No, uh, injure themselves in some way. I mean, which yeah, that's, a, that's a good clarification. There. They're goofy kids, but you know, I don't think they'll hurt themselves as easily as no. toddlers. As I say that, I can hear them screaming through the floors <laughs> above me. But uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting to see all the different assets of li- assets, all the different facets. That's what I was looking for of life that you've yeah. been going through. You've had a lot of changes, man. You've had a lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of um, jacks of all trade in a way. So it's weird to see that you're doing the whole stay at home dad gig when when actually you're still working a full time job. Yeah, I'm still doing my job. Yeah, I should probably put that out there too. But I didn't quit my job. Um, it's just that you know because my job is uh, really flexible. Yes. Um, so I, I can do this and my job at the same time. And then also, like, I'm, there are some things that I'm, like, I'm putting on myself that have nothing to do with, like, parenting. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you jumped like, back, I mean, jump back into jujitsu and things. Yeah, yeah, I was doing that. And then, like, also, like, um, you know, like, I, I mean, I literally sat, in, like, in the basement for, for weeks. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm trying to get back in the gym and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of these things that make me really busy are, are self self-inflicted which i think that's when you thrive the most in knowing you throughout the out the years when you have pressure yeah. on you like that that's when you mm-hmm. seem to rise to the top as though the cream might rise to the top yeah i mean i've been enjoying it <laughs> i mean it's been uh, like you know when i wake up i just you know i have something to do and then i don't really stop having something to do until i go to bed so yeah. see you find joy in that and i'm glad you mm-hmm. can um <laughs> Whereas with my life, uh, being with the toddlers and stuff, they do bring me joy. And every time they do something cute, it really warms my heart to know that I help create these little beings that, that have some characteristics of me in them. Um, but at a point, uh, cause like it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult to try to do the whole gym thing. I could totally do it. Like you totally, you give me no reason to not be working out and no reason to not be doing something new. But uh, it's just it's work. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you know, this time this time for me was a lot different, and I, I really like. Uh, so this is probably the longest break I've had, um, not working out hard yeah. for for some time. And so I was really kind of curious to see how this would work because, um, you know, for my entire life I've been like I, I at least like would work out. I mean, I don't know, like once a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which we, um, we've, we've went over that topic in the podcast before. You've always been kind of a, a go-getter when it comes to physical fitness. Well, yeah, but like the, in order to finish this whole uh, this thing, I had to pretty much give up everything. Yeah. Um, so like this was the first time coming back after like a really hard break. Um, and like um, the first couple of days, I thought my body was going to like shut down. <laughs> yeah well but uh you probably but, I mean, didn't you, you probably going. didn't pump the brakes at all you probably went right back into like well i'm gonna throw up 400 pounds and, and no do this and... i mean i i did drop it i dropped it and then like um i mean i did i did do like a full workout like i didn't stop yeah but um but i mean like you know my body i thought that i was like broken i was like am i you know, because, you know, I'm 35 now. I yeah. was like, man, I was like, it's it's over. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's already over. Yeah. When, uh, but, you know, it's just a couple of days and it was fine. Well, that's what I tell people, too, that are that are moving up in age. I'm, I'm 36 and I'm right there with you. But, like, when you hit 30s, your body just starts going through a whole new uh, facet of changing. That yeah. 
things don't work like they did. And you hear people talk about this all the time, but I'll just let you know, if you're not in your thirties yet, why don't you hit that 30 mark? That's when you start noticing like, Oh, Hey, things don't work like they used to. And well, and I know that it only gets worse because I've, I've said like, you know how it is when you make a comment like that, it doesn't really matter what age you're at. Yeah. That, that, that guy that's 10 years older than you, oh, just wait. <laughs> wait just till wait. you hit your 40s. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> we need to start We need to start sucking down stem cells or something. I don't know. We gotta... Yeah, I think, I mean, I would love that. But, like, uh, something else I also kind of wonder, too, is, like, um, like, I'm sure you've seen those videos on Instagram of, like, the 86-year-old man deadlifting. You know, oh, yeah. Or some pounds. Well, so I wonder, though, I wonder, like, if you just don't get out of shape, if maybe you won't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that, like, that could I, be a possibility. There are people out there that you see articles on all the time of like 84 and 85 year old people that are like still in the gym. Yeah. Right. And so maybe like the reason that the 45 year old is saying like, Oh, I'll just wait. It's like, well, you just sat around for six months and then tried to go play softball. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a reason you tore all your, you know, <laughs> ACLs uh, to your yeah. Yeah, you CDLs. Tore and... both hamstrings, yeah. <laughs> to your FUDs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I think that that's what my grandpa's philosophy always was. Uh, my grandpa has since passed and stuff, but he, uh, he was a go-getter. And us grandkids, he could work circles around any of his grand- grandkids. And, you know, some of us in our 30s, 20s, uh, teenage years, he could outwork any of us any day. And he he would be out, and some of my family members would be like, why don't you help cut their grass? Because we were neighbors uh, all of my life. And they were like, why don't you help cut his grass? And I was like, he would get mad at me if I cut his grass. Because his philosophy was, as soon as he stops doing something every day, that'll be the end of him. I tell you what, I hear that. I and, hear that. Like you'll, uh, you, you know that old adage that um, when some people retire, mm-hmm. uh, that's when they go. You know. Yeah, relaxing is what's the death of you, and that's what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, partially, he um, he hurt his leg, um, and it, it put him kind of in a little hospital bed in the house for a little while. But ever since that, the dementia started kicking in and stuff, and he, uh, Dang. yeah, it was his downfall, man. Just stop moving. And and dad dad kind of was the same way when he retired from the coal mines of you know physical labor yeah. every day it was all it all come crashing in around that time too and yeah it's it's rough. Well, uh, there was um, there, there uh, one of the gyms I used to go to. There was a guy there. He was like ninety years old. Yikes! And uh, and he came every single day. Yeah. Um, and uh, he it was kind of funny because he did he did things. Um, like the way that you're not really supposed to do, like you're not supposed to work the same muscles every, every day. single day. Yeah. But he would go through and he would do um, every single machine. So yeah. every single not else machine, he would do every, he'd do it every day. Just put it like a really low weight. Yeah. Um, which which and, I figured you know, that's pretty good. I mean. Well, he was, he was basically, he wasn't trying to, I mean, get strong or anything. He was just trying to like stay moving. Yeah. And I asked him one time, I was like, Hey man, like, uh, like you know, you're here every day. Like, what are you doing? He's like, dude, I'm just trying to stay alive. <laughs> like, I mean, like he he like he really did believe that like you know going to the gym every day is what kept him alive. So yeah, well, I would have uh, bet so. I, I mean, that's just yeah. like like you said, some of the guys in our age, if you if you don't stretch every day or if you don't move in some particular fashion, all of the muscles. Or we yeah. were having a discussion earlier today, even before the podcast, of. Um, you were talking about football players and how some some defensive 
uh, coaches would want their guys to bulk up and just be as big as possible uh, to work the line. But then some coaches, like the sumo philosophy. yeah, but then some coaches were like, no, you need to be lean so that if it breaks out, you can run and take down somebody without being yeah. winded after five steps. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, it's just that no matter what you're doing, you should always be using all the muscles. <laughs> Even if you are yeah. being a sumo guy, you still got to work that core out and you still got to work all the muscles that are connecting to the other muscles because you can do the curls for the girls, but if you're not working on your triceps and working on your shoulder muscles, you know, something's going to give out if something else is way stronger than the others. Which, yeah, and, uh, and another piece of that, like I've been hearing from different people um, that like stretching and like being flexible mm-hmm. is like the um, is like the holy grail. Or I don't know, is it the holy grail or is it what's the one that makes you younger or makes you live forever? Uh, that's the fountain of youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Holy Grail is somewhat magically inclined for things like that. It just depends on the philosophy. Well, so I've heard, I've heard it's like stretching and being flexible is like the uh, the fountain of youth. Like, I mean, so if you're, um, like, if you're a person who has has been um, inactive, active, you're, you're you're active your entire life, or okay. I guess either either way, yeah. Um, but you haven't been stretching like your, your body is continually just getting tighter and tired and tighter. Yeah. Um, well, and, and right so now, like, uh, this time of year, I know everybody's talking about muscle cramps because of the cold weather and muscles are tending to tighten up even more if they're not being mm-hmm. used and stuff like people's, I just can't hardly walk. My legs are tightening up and I've been experiencing the same thing, but I've not, I've just tried not to cry about it as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, inactivity, man, that'll, it'll shut you down. So I, th- I think we're both on the same page of agreement. It's just you're doing something about it, whereas I'm like, yep, <laughs> I get it. And you're just kind of rolling the dice, and you uh, know, we're going to find out where this goes. I understand. You know? Yeah, maybe I'll be the other side of the study, whereas you are the the pinnacle of the study, and I am the what what is the test zero? There's like always a <laughs> the control. Yeah, I'm the control. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, what also is probably going to happen just because it goes this way. Is that I mean we're we're gonna be just as unhealthy like <laughs> like whenever we get to a certain age yeah like no no one will be able to tell us apart well and that's what people that's say not. is like you know well if you keep working out you're just gonna tear yourself apart all the time so you're just gonna have more arthritis and you're gonna have this yeah and, that. and I believe that to a certain extent I think that's where that flexibility comes in like I think that I think if someone just focuses like just strictly on what they like yeah so let's say that you're a runner and you run marathons um, but you don't you don't stretch. Or like, you know, you run or I mean, you lift weights, but you never do cardio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that those people are, they're they're still going to have their issues. So you really need to mix it up. And when we got to work out together back in the day, we used to help each other in that aspect because I was, I was always preaching, hey, let's do some yoga. Or, yep. you know, because I never was a, a power lifter of sorts. I tried to get into it, but then I, I fell off the map there for a while. But uh, when I tried to get back into it, it was like, okay, I need to lose the weight before I try to gain muscle, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to yeah, have fat over top of it. Well, I think that I think that people do complement each other in that way. I mean, it's it's good to find somebody who's interested in something that you're not, yeah. because I mean, that's that's definitely where I struggle. Is like, I mean, if you want me to stretch for like 20 minutes, it's like, oh gosh. Yeah, like, like our other friend Josh. Oh man, <laughs> he he was in there as we were doing yoga, just making fun of us every time we did yeah, yoga. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. I really did too. I'll, I'll do it every once in a while if I'm feeling stiff. I'll start doing some yoga for a day or two, 
And, and then I stop, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. which is not very conducive or helpful to the situation. Herman does something, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool to get caught up on kind of what's going on in your life, man, and that you're trying the whole stay-at-home dad thing for the seasonal time. Uh, I know once the the that time is over, your your whole FUD life is going to get uh, FUD and better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to um, – well, man, so that's the exciting thing is I've been doing all these side jobs for – for a hundred years, yeah, it feels like. So now I get to, to get my big boy job. Yeah, yeah. You'll have your <laughs> and you'll have your fud. Where if you do do a side time job, you could have that as your reference of like, well, I have my fud, so yeah, you know I can right. I can do a higher level job. Now other jobs, if you put that on there, they're going to say you're overqualified to. Uh, oh to yeah, do a seasonal job. Uh, well that's that's been a, yeah. If I do if I do the other stuff now, I mean I still like technically I could still drive for lift if I guess that I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Everybody uh, and does I mean, that, that. So, and that might come. Like, I mean, one thing uh, we don't need to we don't need to cover this again. We covered this extensively. I feel like, but I mean, one thing that's good for lift is like you want to go out and get something to eat. All right, we'll just go out and lift for like twenty minutes, and there you got you got like dinner money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're needing that extra cash, it's definitely a good thing to have on your roster. Yeah, and, and you've done exactly. it so many times that it's not something that's intimidating at all. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to turn the light on and, and go at it. Yeah, I haven't done it for a while though, because now, like my car is like, um, it's so run down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to use it. Yeah, it. you were having to clean it every week there for a while, and now it's just kind of like, ah, there's a pile of stuff <laughs> on the floor, and I don't want to get it out. I feel you. I feel you. Now, um, something that we were going to hit on just a little bit. We've we've hit the twenty minute mark, but at the same time, I was going to keep you on here while I can make you uh, okay. be deprived of sleep as much as possible. Um, <laughs> Uh, he was pretty tired to get him on the show, but he he did it anyway. He persevered because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. He, he works under pressure. So, uh, but now Matt and I have been talking about this, and uh, we've kind of thrown together a camping trip uh, coming up here very soon, and uh, we're heading to the Red River Gorge in what's probably going to be around the thirty-two degree weather uh, here coming up in a few days. And uh, we're pretty excited about it. I don't know if you've talked to anyone about this, Matt, uh, but everyone I've brought it up to has looked at me as though I've uh, uh, lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, uh, I I think I've been on enough of the winter trips Yeah. that people just are like, all right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, but I keep on trying to tell people that if you haven't gone camping in the winter, you're not uh, really going. Yeah. No, and, and especially if you're a big fan of the gorge. Like you hear all these people, you know, talk about how they love oh man, I love the gorge. It's like yeah. okay, well do you? Yeah. Like, I mean, have you ever <laughs> been there in the winter when nobody else is there? That's what's fun. Um, I enjoy that yeah. more so. Yeah, there, there's no bugs. Yeah. Nobody no bugs. There's some animals, yeah. but really you can see everything and there's so many leaves on the ground that you hear everything coming and going. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. and as long as you pick a night that it's not raining, you're going to do pretty well, yeah, good. That's that's key. Yeah, yeah. Sure. which you can't when you're planning ahead that way. You can't really plan if there's going to be or no. not going to be rain. Um, no. So, but yeah, we we've been through this a few times. I know I've woken up and had three inches of snow on my tent before, um, mm-hmm. which that you weren't on that trip. That was before you started coming along. Uh, so we're we're planning it out. We're I'm, I'm planning on sleeping in a hammock. Um, and, and trying to survive. That's the more, I think that's more so when people say, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, we've been lucky with weather because we typically do a winter trip like every year. Yeah. And um, like uh, we we ha- we've never been snowed in. I know that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ever since I've had that one incident, we've never had uh, a moment to trek out in the snow. So that's been yeah. Great. I, I want to say that we've had one trip where, where, where we drove we drove out in the snow. Like it, I think it might have gotten pretty bad on the way out. Yeah, you know? yeah. It started actually um, falling down as we had gotten loaded up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we've never had uh, you know, where, where we get like because I mean, if it really snowed up there, we we would be stuck. <laughs> yeah, that, that's about the truth. I mean, you go through some pretty windy areas as far as driving. Um, we, we have some ideas. I know you're going to try a new method uh, this time around with the hammocks because uh, if anybody's been hammock camping, I want to give you a little tutorial of like what we're looking at here. Um, if you go camping in a hammock and you're going through the cold weather, in the summertime, you can just lay in it and it feels great. Uh, you want to have a covering over top of you of a tarp or some type of uh, rain fly just in case of weather. But once it gets to the colder areas of, of uh, the season, there's going to be a lot of condensation that comes down on top of you, so you really want to be covered from the top. But in the cold weather, you want to have a covering from beneath you because also in that same uh, retrospect of things, the cold weather will eat right at your rear <laughs> through your hammock. So uh, having a pad or an inflatable uh, pad of sorts that will fit in there is very key and very crucial. But since we're going to be in probably near freezing temperatures, uh, tell them about your idea that you have planned ahead of for you, Matt. Well, so a lot of times, um, I mean, if you're wanting to spend a lot of money on camping and you're going to sleep in a hammock uh, in cold weather, what they recommend is that you, you buy something called an underquilt. Yeah. And it's essentially like a little cocoon that goes around your your hammock, yeah. or at least under, under your hammock. And the goal is to like to block the, uh, the uh, ground, like Josh was saying, from from your bum but uh so I, you know i'm not going to spend you know 350 dollars on an underquilt so what i'm doing instead is i'm going to actually put a hammock a hammock up and then i've got a real thick sleeping bag that's ridiculously heavy like way too heavy for camping real honestly um <laughs> it's more of one of those to curl up in front of the fireplace with oh yeah i mean it's just it's like from the 90s i mean it's <laughs> like, it's just like it's not it's full like, of it's not uh, feasible <laughs> full of uh, asbestos <laughs> right yeah maybe I don't know but so, so I'm going to put so I'm going to make my hammock I'm going to put this ridiculously heavy sleeping bag in it and then I'm going to make another hammock <laughs> and then I'm going to that's the one I'm going to sleep in and so then I'm going to you know cozy in on on the top hammock and sink into this this homemade underquilt which after you explained it to me earlier it does seem like a really good idea that i do have an extra like the first hammock i ever used i do have that extra hammock uh here in my storage so i might bring that and try something along those same lines um if even putting a blanket in it having that extra layer uh outside of you is going to keep you a little extra toasty yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I'm thinking that I'm feeling pretty confident about my, you know, so we, we've discussed this off, off the podcast, but notoriously, I try to get it just right. Yeah. Um, and without <laughs> fail, <laughs> without fail for my for the winter trips, like I just freeze. Yeah. Um, uh, if you can't hear the sarcasm in our FUD, uh, <laughs> in our FUD guest yeah. here, he uh, yeah. he generally goes from one extreme to the other. I know one trip you brought a blanket and a fox skin, 
to sleep <laughs> in the sand with. Um, and I, yeah. And, and you fine. made it, but uh, it was pretty chilly yeah. after that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I made now. I I've never not made it. Right. Well, uh, because you just, you left to your vehicle and <laughs> drove true. away. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't drive home. I just it was I too drove far. To the hotel. <laughs> 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 and I forgot my wallet. So. <laughs> oh. uh, but this time, so this time I, I figured I would over prepare. Yeah, that's good. And so I'm, I'm actually trying to be hot. Like I'm hope my my goal is is that like you know to to be too warm. Yeah, um, which and then that way I'll probably be just right. Which I found being over prepared is generally a good way to go. It's it's a lot more cumbersome and you have a lot more mm-hmm. to carry. Uh, but the last trip I was on, uh, my brother-in-law actually packed double of everything. He mm-hmm. he had two sleeping bags. He had two hammocks. He had uh, extra clothes. Um, I mean, he literally packed double of everything and we had a typhoon hit where during this typhoon, it dropped 40 degrees. So we were, I mean, literally going to go into hypothermia had we not been more better prepared like we were, uh, because we were just drenched and it was nice and warm out before the storm. We knew the storm was coming. We're like, we can do this. We're all right. Well, it took his tarp that he had as a rain fly off of his stuff and soaked his entire sleeping bag his uh, hammock, uh, all the stuff he had underneath that, which was his bag full of everything, it drenched everything. Uh, yeah. But luckily enough, he had, like I said, all this extra stuff and pulled it all out and, you know, set up a whole new campsite <laughs> after the storm passed. Yeah, right. Uh, which, I mean, still, there was other adventures that happened that night where I found a, uh, there was a live mouse inside of my sleeping bag uh, digging at my ear. Uh, from inside the sleeping bag, not on skin on skin or fur on skin. But, um, and I jumped out of the hammock like, oh no, there's an animal in here. I jumped out and started convulsing. Like my body was <laughs> uncontrollably shaking all over so much that I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And, uh, yeah. but that, you know, that was because I had no covering over my body. I was sleeping in my underwear. And jumping out and having your bare skin drop 40 degrees from what it was used to. Yeah, it can get kind of extreme, so it's good to be prepared for those little moments. <laughs> yeah, you run into those kind of things. Yeah, insulated um, underwear is a must anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a, I was going to go with long underwear this trip. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to have some of the red ones with the butt flap. I think that would be really handy. But, uh, you know, I think that those are neat. I think that, you know, they're a good, I think they're a good laugh. Yeah. But, Ty- um, Tyler had some of those, I do believe. Yeah, I think he he, he brought those camping a couple of times. Yeah, that, yeah he did. I think that would be it. Would be good if we all had matching uh, red insulated underwear with butt flaps. We'll have to make that a thing. Yeah, um, of course that would. I think people would be afraid if they walked up on that camp because mm-hmm. you know we would all have our flaps down just walking around. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's just breezy. It's more relaxing and freeing. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, I guess I want to try now. I mean, if we're going to put it out there. It seems like a good idea. You could be right. You never know until you try. But uh, so wish us luck, everyone, as we go out on our camping trip and uh, try to survive in cold weather. Um, We're hoping for, it looks like a good forecast so far, as far Mm -hmm. as that can be uh, predicted to the future. 
uh, with technology and whatnot of our phones and Doppler radar. So uh, we're looking forward to having a good time. We're looking forward to it being exciting and, and trying to explore a little more uh, of the gorge to find new camping spots and and just seeing more of what's out there in the wintertime with no leaves on so you can actually kind of see what's going on around you, see the cliffs, see the, the rock faces. And so, yeah, wish us luck that we have a good time and we're not worried about surviving. We always do. But uh, have us to send up a prayer for a good uh, meal prep that we have a, a good... I'm planning on bringing my, my classic tater bombs uh, recipe that was passed down to me from some other folks where you hole out a potato and you shove meat and cheese inside and wrap it in bacon and then throw it into the flames in foil. And uh, it creates quite an, an awesome little uh, adventure in your mouth, if you would. And uh, I, and you're, you're planning on doing a breakfast meal for everyone, aren't you, Matt? Yeah, I was going to make a big uh, breakfast on Saturday morning, um, you know, make some biscuits and the cast iron skillet and maybe nice. do some breakfast meats and stuff. That'd be fun, man. And yeah. then uh, my go-to is usually steak. But you know what I've been doing lately, um, and this is this is where this becomes glamping to mm. an extent, <laughs> is uh, I've just been packing in like sushi. <laughs> you have been doing that the past few yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, because like, I mean, if you're going to keep in a cooler... Um, you know, we, we might need to be clear out there that we're not backpacking. Yeah, we're not hiking three miles back into an area to set up camp. Yeah, I mean, we got a, we have a cooler. So, <laughs> what I've been doing lately is I've been I've been getting some sushi, and then I've been taking that in. Um, so, that's usually one of my meals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that now, last time you showed up, and you're like, hey, you want some sh- sushimi? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Which I did take, and it was delicious. Um, so that might be something I need to pick up on the way in as well. I don't yeah, know. Camp, camping hack, right down. <laughs> I'll mix my viney sausages with it, um, or my viney weenies for folks from back home. Um, well, I really think I think that's where people go wrong. Is like they think that they they're going camping, so therefore they have to eat as if they're a hobo. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, you, you don't. Like, yeah. You can actually pack really good food. Yeah. Yeah. We, we usually make some steaks and asparagus and things over the fire and, and have a good little dinner meal like that a lot of times. Here lazy, lately, I've just been getting lazy and packing sandwich meat a lot of the time, though, and some hot dogs. Well, that's what I do for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good go to to throw together really fast without having to worry about a lot. So. But like I said, everybody give us some well wishes as we go out there and adventure into the wilderness of the, the cold and the and the brooding forest that it is. Uh, I try to get more um, big with my words when it comes to talking about the forest. It, it, feels, it feels so adventurous and beyond what most people try to do nowadays. So I like to make it sound like we're doing something super cool. But in doing that, I make it sound a little more lame, I'm sure. Um, Someone with your education of FUD should know. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, there's a bunch of poetry out there you could add in there, and then people are just like, man, like, Josh is I did, just, did not ex- so beautiful. I did <laughs> not expect that from the Well Daggum podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like to keep people fooled. But anyway, thanks for being on the show, Matt. Thanks for being a part, man. And, and I'm glad you got through your, your PhD and you've got that kind of behind you now to, to move on to bigger and better things. Uh, hope that you're encouraged to, to keep on pursuing uh, more education as though you have over the years. It's a, 
it's proud for me to say my friend has his PhD. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of you. And I want those out there to know from the podcast that I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, so if they know me in real life, they can't understand that I'm really not, but I, I'm saying it to so that everybody, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm super proud of you, man. And uh, really glad to be a part of your journey in this stuff. And thanks for being on the show. Uh, I look forward to seeing you this coming weekend to, to do this whole camping thing. And uh, other than that, you got anything you want to throw in? No, man, I'm good. Cool. Well, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure to get out there and like and subscribe. Uh, make sure on iTunes, if you're out there, leave a rate and review. It helps to get the podcast out there to more people. And the more ratings I have and the more reviews I have, it helps other people to find us easier. So other than that, uh, we'll see you this weekend, man, and uh, we'll freeze our butts off together. All right, man, I'll see you there. <laughs> All right, dude, we'll see you.